0: This is our final Sunday in Kingdom Stories. Been looking at the parables of Jesus. Now, uh, this is week number eight. We began with Kingdom Invitation. Jesus said, I want you to go. I want you to invite everybody. Come and be a part of the celebration, the eternal celebration that I'm going to throw. So you make sure everybody's invited. Second week was kingdom message. We learned that when we refuse to dance to the king's tune and do it God's way, we're just behaving like spoiled religious brats. Third week, kingdom response. Our hearts are like dirt. And our response to Jesus and the gospel is all dependent upon the condition of the soil of our heart. It's, it's all about how, how's your heart and how you'll respond to Jesus and the gospel. Fourth week, kingdom forgiveness. We learned that the more we know and understand and experience the forgiveness of Jesus Christ, our King, the more we're going to love Jesus, the more we're going to be devoted to Jesus. Fifth week, we looked at kingdom grace. Pastor Brant shared that God's delay is actually God's grace. God still wants more and more people to know his son. More and more people to know his grace. Therefore, he's delaying because he wants more people to come and be a part of his kingdom. That's why he hasn't returned yet. Sixth week, we looked at kingdom celebration. Did you know every time a sinner repents and runs to Jesus... All of heaven's hosts stand to rejoice. Angelic billions just go crazy when sinners do the U-turn and run to the loving arms of Jesus. Last week, we looked at kingdom prayer. God wants us boldly and shamelessly to ask him for things that he's already promised to give us. Or as Mark Batterson explains, God honors bold prayers... Because bold prayers honor God. Today, this is week number eight. We're going to conclude our series with kingdom preparation. And here's here's the question. Here's the, I think it's a penetrating question that we need to ask this morning. Are you ready? Are you prepared for the return of King Jesus? Are, are you ready? He uses a really strange, I think a, a most unusual parable to tell the world, to tell us, we better be double-checking, we better be triple-checking, we better make certain that we're wise and we're not foolish regarding Christ's homecoming to get his children. Would you locate with me in your Bible, on your uh, Bible app, on your phone? Matthew chapter 25. If you're watching online, you uh, can... Dial that right up there, Matthew chapter 25. We're going to start with verse 1 in just a couple moments. But before we stand and read, I want to give some background. Because if we just jump in and read, this is a really different kingdom story. This is a really different parable. And if we just jump in, we're not really going to understand the culture very well. So let me explain a little bit before we stand and read. When Jesus spoke these words, a bride and a groom would be engaged or betrothed for an entire year. Officially, legally, they were married, they were engaged even though they didn't live with each other. Do you understand? Uh, they were married for this year just like Mary and Joseph uh, were betrothed when the angel appeared. Do you remember? And it would require a divorce certificate to nullify the betrothal of this couple. You tracking with me? So they were married. And even though they're not yet living together, they are legally husband and wife. Usually during this year, give me your eyes, the groom would be building an addition on his father's house. Uh, And the bride... And her bridesmaids would be watching for the progress. How's the house? How's the addition on his father's house coming? And they would be watching so they would know when the time was getting close. So here, Matthew 25, the bride and her attendants knew the husband could show up at any time. Okay? Myron, they were working on the house, and, and now it's getting pretty close. They're, they're, they're getting ready to come back to Bayview. Now can we come? And, and they're paying attention, and they're watching, and they're dressed, and they're ready for the groom and his attendants to arrive. And it could happen at any time. Now listen close. The bride and her attendants had one job, only one job. Are you ready what it was? Be ready when the, when the groom comes. Be prepared because the groom could come any day, any night the celebrations about to begin now the tradition was the groom would come at night and he would come with his attendants all with lit torches got the picture in your head okay and they would be coming announcing with their arrival the wedding is about to begin okay that's the context that's the the background of this culture regarding weddings would you stand with me please if you're able let's read this parable that jesus is answering a question about okay just want you to understand that they've asked him back in matthew 24 3 hey jesus when are you going to return when will the signs of the coming of your return be and this is jesus answer all of matthew 24 and then all of matthew chapter 25 Is his answer. Verse 1. Read with me, would you please? At that time, the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. The foolish ones took their lamps but did not take any oil with them. The wise ones, however, took oil in jars along with their lamps. The bridegroom was a long time in coming, and they all became drowsy and fell asleep. At midnight, the cry rang out, Here's the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all the virgins woke up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish ones said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, our lamps are going out. No, they replied, there may not be enough for both us and you. Instead, go to those who sell oil and buy some for yourselves. But while they were on their way to buy the oil, the bridegroom arrived. The virgins who were ready went in with him to the wedding banquet, and the door was shut. Later, the others also came. Lord, Lord, they said, open the door for us. But he replied, truly, I tell you, I don't know you. Therefore, keep watch, because you do not know the day or the hour. Let's pray. Lord, we just want you to know those words we just read sound really strange to uh, our ears here in 2021. So we're going to need your help. Uh, This culture is so much different than ours So would you help us to span that leap of time and help us, Lord, to understand the message that you were proclaiming for us to hear. Help us to get ready and be ready and wise for the return of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. And like we do almost every Sunday, Lord, we invite the third person of the Trinity to come and Take charge today in your church. Lord, we ask that your spirit might come right now and teach and convent and correct and encourage. And Lord, would you do an awesome work today in your church? And we're asking that Jesus, your son, our savior, might be lifted high today in his church. Would you join with me? our father which art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done This day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil For thine Is the kingdom And the power And the glory For In this last year, I've been asked more about end times than any time in my 30 years here. And here's kind of the question, is, is this the end times, Pastor Jeff? Is, is this the book of Revelation starting to kick in gear? We've all had uh, front row seats to a pandemic and a lockdown that's affected us and affected the entire world. So, question is, what's going on? What, what, what's happening? What's interesting, I could take you to some passages, and we wouldn't be able to cover Matthew 25, but even the disciples of Jesus thought that Jesus was going to return during their lifetime. So they're hungry here to know about the return of Jesus. And the disciples who walked with Jesus thought Jesus could return during their lifetime. And every generation, starting with the apostles, every generation down through church history, has thought, convinced Jesus is going to come back during this generation, during our lifetime. I don't know if you know that, but you can look and you read that everybody thought this is the time. Surely this is the age when Jesus is going to return. So here's what I want you to know as we begin. We're not the first generation of Jesus followers who looked at the signs, who looked at everything going on and thought, you know what? I think the groom is going to come back soon. I think the groom is going to come back in our generation. Or as chapter 25 and verse 31 says, When the Son of Man, Jesus' favorite name for himself, when the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the angels with him, he'll sit on his glorious throne. So, all through church history, everybody's saying, Come on, come on, Jesus. We want to see you come back. And take charge, okay? So when exactly is Jesus going to return and set up his kingdom? Okay, I'm going to give you the answer. You ready? You might want to write this down. Here we go. When exactly is Jesus going to return and set up his kingdom? And I quote Jesus here, Matthew 24, verse 36. Here's what he says. But about that day, my return, or hour, No one knows. (laughs) Not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, nor me, but only the Father. Nobody knows. It's not something that even the angels know. And here's what Jesus says. I even choose to wait on the Father to give me the nod. So I've got this picture. I don't know if it's accurate or not, but I see Jesus got his hand on the gate ready to exit the the glory and the splendor of heaven. And he's looking at the father, patiently waiting for the father to say, it's time, my son. Go, go. So that's what I see. He's waiting and he's choosing to let the father give him the high sign. Okay, now it's time. Go. Okay. Now there's three parables in Matthew 25. We're going to look at the first of the three today, okay? But they all make pretty much the same point, okay? So if you want to read the the other two parables when you get home today, that would be great. Don't do it right now, but later, okay? So the first kingdom story is all about ancient weddings, weddings in biblical times, but the focus is not on the bride and the groom. You understand? The focus instead is, is on the attendants, on, it calls them virgins. Why? Give me your eyes. Because the custom was the bride would have unmarried attendants or unmarried bridesmaids, and they would be her bridesmaids or attendants. And because the expectation was, if you were unmarried, you weren't having sex, you would be a virgin. Understand? That was the expectation in this society. You're going to do it God's way. And God's word says sex outside of marriage is wrong and sin. And since the expectation you're going to do it God's way, you're unmarried, you're going to be virgins. Okay? Make sense? That's what's going on. That's why they keep making that reference. But anyway, the focus in this parable is on the bridesmaids, not on the bride and the groom. Here we go, verse 1. At that time, the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins, ten bridesmaids, who took their lamps, went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish, and five of them were wise. The foolish ones took their lamps, but did not take any oil with them. The wise ones, however, took oil in their jars, Along with their lamps. The bridegroom was a long time in coming. And they became drowsy. And fell asleep. (laughs) The bridesmaids had one job. Do you understand? The bridesmaids had one responsibility. You ready? Light the lamp. Be ready. I'm going to demonstrate a little bit. Pastor Chad Uh, is going to come on up and show us what the one duty of the bridesmaid was, okay? What was their responsibility? Be ready. Have your lamp ready. Make sure it's full of oil. And be ready. When the groom comes, you're going to go and you're going to light the way. You're going to be a part of the procession and this great banquet, this great celebration that's coming thank you Pastor Chad not wanting to risk burning down the building I had Pastor Chad come (laughs) let me say it again their one and only job hopefully I don't burn myself here have your lamp ready be prepared I want you to have that lamp ready, you're dressed, you're ready to go, and then you're going to lead along with the other's attendants the procession to this amazing banquet. Got it? That was their only job. That was their only responsibility. Now, sadly, there were five of them who did it God's way, but five of them who were unprepared. It says they, uh, they had a lamp, and it seems like for a while they were prepared, but now they've fallen asleep, and they weren't ready, and now they have no ability to light their lamp. Do you understand? They, they've got a lamp. It, it looks like the lamps of the wise ones, but sadly, it won't light because they don't have any oil, Okay. They looked like they were ready to do their job. They looked like they were ready to light the way. Their lamps looked exactly like the wise five. The only difference, they forgot to bring the extra oil. You understand? They didn't bring any oil, and now their lamp is empty. They have no oil. They were unprepared, they weren't ready. To do their job. Okay? Verse 6. Let's continue on. At midnight, the cry rang out. Probably somebody is watching with them. And they see down the road. They see the torches and the groom and his attendants heading their way. Okay? Here's the bridegroom. Come out to meet him. Crying out to the ten bridesmaids and the bride. Then all the virgins woke up, all the attendants, the bridesmaids, and they trimmed their lamps. The foolish ones said to the wise, Hey, could you give us some, some of your oil? Our lamps are going out. No, they replied. There may not be enough for both us and for you. So instead, why don't you go to those who sell oil and buy some for yourselves, But while they were on their way to buy the oil, the bridegroom arrived. You understand? Okay, they see the procession coming their way. And uh, the virgins who were ready went in with him. They followed along in procession to the the wedding banquet. And the door was shut. Later, the others, the other five, the five foolish also came. And they said, Lord, Lord, open the door for us. But he replied truly, I tell you, I don't know you. <laughs> now, let's, let's just say something obvious. Verse 5, the bridegroom was a long time in coming. We would agree. It's, uh, it's been 2,000 years we've been waiting for Jesus' return. So, why the delay? Why hasn't Jesus come back yet? And Pastor Brant's sermon a few Sundays ago was the answer. The delay is grace. The, the reason Jesus hasn't come back yet and set up his kingdom is because he lovingly, graciously, patiently is waiting for that final person to accept his invitation to be with him for eternity. So so why the delay? It's grace. He's waiting. He wants Everybody to be with him for eternity, okay? The groom's words to the foolish five sound harsh. But they honestly reveal how Jesus will respond to those who say they're ready. Oh, yeah, I'm ready. But truly are not ready for the return of the king. Look at verse 12. This is strong. He says, Truly, I I don't know you. I I don't know you. I don't have a relationship with you. Um, You've never invited me to be your king. You've never invited me into your life. Uh, You've never opened the door of your life and said, Come on in, Jesus, be my savior, be my king, be my forever friend. You've never done that. It reminds me of the words of Jesus, Sermon on the Mount, Matthew chapter 7. Here's what Jesus says there. Not not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. But only the one who does the will of my Father who's in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? Did we not in your name drive out demons in your name, perform many miracles? Then I'll tell them, verse 23, plainly, I I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. Almost identical words. Jesus explains, sadly, many or most who claim they know and love Jesus, oh yeah, I'm a Christian, oh yeah, I've got my ticket to heaven, I, I got my get out of hell free card, I'm good, I, I've, I've done something religious, I've prayed a prayer, I've signed a card, I raised my hand, I walked an aisle, I, I, I did something. Many or most of them who do stuff in Jesus' name look like they belong to Jesus, Right? Matthew 7, 23, Jesus looks at him and says, I, I never knew you. Matthew 25, 12, well, we're looking at, I, I don't know you. I never knew you. I, I don't know you. Do you know that you know that you know Jesus personally here today? Watching online, do you know that you know that you know Jesus personally? Here's what I mean by that. Has Jesus taken up residence in your life through his spirit? Is there clear evidence that Jesus and the fruit of his spirit is a regular daily part of your life? 2 Corinthians 13, 5, Paul writing to the church at Corinth, Paul writing to the church at Walloon, here's what he says. Examine yourselves. To see whether you're in the faith. Test yourselves. Do you not realize that Christ Jesus is in you? Unless, of course, you failed the test. Just pause for a moment. Examine yourself, church at Walloon. Test yourself and, and look. Is Jesus Christ in you? Is there evidence that his fruit and his spirit are daily a part of your life? That's the test. Do, do you see, do others see Jesus alive in you on a regular basis? Now, here's the conclusion of the story. Verse 13. Therefore, keep watch. Therefore, keep watch because you don't know the day or the hour. We don't know the day or the hour when Jesus will return. Jesus said, nobody knows. Only the Father knows. Okay? So, since we don't know when Jesus will return, give me your eyes. Are you ready? Are you ready? Jesus is coming. We don't know when. This this story, this parable is clear. Once he returns, it's too late. Our one duty, our one job, is to be ready To be prepared so my question is are you prepared are you ready for his return now the natural question right now then would be uh pastor jeff how does one get ready how do i get prepared for the lord to return okay so uh, let, let me let me answer that question how do we get ready how can i know i'm prepared and ready for the Lord's return. Well, it starts with historical, verifiable facts. Okay? The, the gospel, you probably heard that word. The gospel is made up of historical, verifiable facts. Okay? Here we go. You ready? Jesus, the king, in this story, left the glory and splendor of heaven to take on a human body. Why? Why? Because he wanted to seek and to save the lost. Jesus lived a sinless life. Therefore, Jesus alone qualifies to be the sinless Lamb of God. Jesus willingly took our place on that Roman cross. Jesus allowed his blood to be spilled on that cross for my sin problem, for yours. Jesus took our place in the grave, dead, three days in that tomb, early Sunday morning. This is what we're going to celebrate next Sunday, right? Early Sunday morning, Jesus didn't stay dead. What happened? He arose from the dead, victorious over sin and Satan and death. He's alive. Now, here's the first part of getting ready. Will you believe those facts for you? Jesus, you did that for me. And then, will you open the door of your life and say, Jesus, I believe you did that for me on the cross. And right now, I invite you in. Be my savior. Be my king. Be my forever friend. Okay? That's how getting ready starts. Okay? That's the beginning point. You start a relationship with Jesus by saying, Yes, Jesus, I believe what you did for me on the cross, shedding your blood for my sin problem, taking my place in the grave, arising from the dead. That's how the relationship begins. Jesus, I believe. Jesus, I open the door of my life and receive you in. And now the relationship grows, takes root, okay? And as we walk with Jesus and talk, with Jesus, and live for Jesus, and allow his spirit to work in me and splash on those around me. Listen, that's what it means to follow Jesus. I've got a relationship with Jesus, and out of that relationship abiding, John 15, then I walk and I splash and live like Jesus and love like Jesus to those around me. Question. Practical question. How do I know that I know Jesus? How, how do we know that we know Jesus and more importantly, that he knows me? Are you ready? I've invited him in. I've believed his facts. He took my place on the cross. He shed his blood. He took my place in the grave, arose. I've said yes, Open the door of my life to him. That was the beginning. Give me your eyes. And now, today, I talk and I walk and I listen and I worship Jesus in my life today. That's how I am prepared. That's how I get ready for Jesus' return. That's how you. And then guess what? Tomorrow, I'm going to do the same thing. Tomorrow, I'm going to talk with Jesus and walk with Jesus and read his book and worship him and allow his spirit to work in me. Guess what that is? That's getting ready. That's being prepared for Jesus' return. Okay? Every day, talk, walk, listen, worship Jesus with your life. What if I miss a day, Pastor Jeff? (laughs) What what if I mess up and it's more than just for a day? What if if I kind of blow Jesus off for a week? What, what What if I have a bad month? You understand? What if I'm a prodigal for a long time? Are you ready? Give me your eyes. Here we go. Quit the excuses. (laughs) Get up. Do the U-turn. What does that mean? Repent. I'm going the wrong way. Turn. Write the check of confession. Get clean and start walking and talking and being filled with Jesus' spirit again. Okay? Get up. Quit laying there in the mud and the manure of sin and come running back to Jesus. And now, once again, you're ready, okay? You're ready, and he's your king, and he's going to say, you know what? (laughs) You belong to me, and I belong to you. Final question. If Jesus were to return today, Would Jesus say to you, welcome home. (laughs) Welcome home. Come on. Come on. Come on into the banquet. Come into this eternal place that I've prepared for you. Nice job, good and faithful servant. Well done. I know you and you know me. Would he say that to you? Or might Jesus say, "I I never knew you. I I know you did some religious stuff. I know you were interested and you kind of played around on the fringes, but you never walked with me. You you, you never abided with me. You, you, You never invited me in. There was never any evidence of that. I never knew you. Away from me. Let's pray. Would you quiet your heart for a moment? I can't think of a a more important and critical question to invite Jesus to make himself clear on. Jesus, am I ready for you to return if it's today? Am I ready? Am I prepared? Do I know that I know That I've got a personal relationship with you. You're alive in me. And there's clear evidence of it. Make it, make it clear. I'm listening right now. say, you know what? Pastor Jeff, I'm really not sure if I know Jesus or not. I'm interested in Jesus. I, I've done some religious stuff. I did this, this religious thing one time, maybe a long time ago, maybe recently. But am I regularly talking and walking and listening and worshiping Jesus? Is there clear evidence and fruit in my life that shows that the third person of the Trinity has taken up residence in my life? What would Jesus say? Welcome home? (laughs) Or I never knew you. Make yourself clear, Lord. most important question in life. And if you're watching online, I'd encourage you if you're thinking, you know what, I, I don't know. Or maybe you do know. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I, I don't know Jesus and he doesn't know me. If you're watching online, you can hit that prayer button right now. Jesus. You're here in the building. I don't think I know you, Lord. I don't think I know you, Jesus, as Lord, Savior, friend. I'm not daily abiding with you. No, that's, that's not a part of my life. That needs to change right now. Anybody just raise your hand? I want to pray with you and for you. I want ask you to come running up front. I want ask you... But I would love to pray for you right where you're at. Anybody? Yeah. Are there others? Lord, see my hand? Yep. Anybody in the balcony? Not sure. Or I'm pretty sure I don't. Anybody else? Yep. Knowing Jesus begins with the gospel facts. How do you start a relationship with Jesus? It begins. With Jesus, I believe you are the sinless Lamb of God. Jesus, I believe you alone qualify to be the bearer of my sin problem. And Jesus, I believe you spilled your blood on the cross for me. And my greatest problem in life, I'm a sinner. You took on my sin. Jesus, I believe you took my place in the grave, dead in that tomb. And I believe early Sunday morning, you literally bodily, physically arose from the dead. And Jesus, you did that for me. I believe that. You defeated sin and Satan and death for me. And right now, Jesus, I open the door of my life. I invite you to come in and take charge. Jesus, be my Savior, be my King, be my forever friend. I invite you in right now. And that's the start of a relationship. (laughs) That's when your journey with Jesus begins. But starting today, Jesus, the seed just got planted. It's taken root. And now I'm going to talk with you. I'm going to walk with you. I'm going to listen with you to you. I'm going to worship you. I'm going to become a student of your book, your your owner's manual for my life. Jesus, I'm all in. That's how you're prepared. That's how you're ready for Jesus' return. If you're here with us in the building right now, I'd love for you to make your way over to the prayer corner. Tell somebody, hey, guess what? I did that thing that Pastor Jeff talked about. I I believed, and I opened the door of my life, and I received, and I'm starting that journey with Jesus. And we'll get you some material, we'll get you a Bible, help you get going on that journey. If if you're watching online, hit that prayer button and tell us who you are, and we'll send some out to you. I'm going to need your address for that. Thank you, Jesus, for even interesting and strange parables with strong messages. I pray, Lord, that none of us would leave here unprepared, not ready for your return. And Lord, uh, we're good. Maranatha, come soon. We're, we're good if you, if you want to come real quick. Even today would be great. Thanks for allowing us to worship in studying your book and now we worship as we close as we sing and worship you in song once again we love you lord it's good to be with the church family today it's in jesus name we pray